0: two three it welcome back ladies and gentlemen to another episode of the whatever you want to call a podcast the most controversial podcast in the nation so today usually i would talk about i'm going to talk about the packers and uh week 5 I think week's yeah week 5 or i think week 5 or 6 of the NFL 2021 season but before i get to that before i get to all that good stuff i want to talk on a somber note um today uh it was a lot of stuff going on today of course we got the um the Ben Simmons uh situation that's going on and him possibly getting traded and him uh 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 showing up to training camp or to the uh, Philadelphia 76ers uh not front office but like to um <laughs> to count so like that seems to be good for Philly fans that want him to stay but also we have the situation at hand. That's Kyrie Irving. Um, sources have said from um, Shams and uh, a couple other people that the Kyrie Irving, the reason why Kyrie Irving did not take the vaccine or yet didn't take the vaccine is not because he's anti-vaccine. It's I'm and I'm saying it's verbatim. I'm not saying what oh, exactly what they said, but. Um, He's not anti-vaccine. He is just doing this because, uh, basically, um, well, let me look it up, actually. Let me just look it up so I can give you specifics on, like, this so I can be uh, really precise on this, and I won't get into anything wrong. So I looked it up. I can't really find it, but basically, like I said, Kyrie basically said that he did what sources said through uh, Shams um, on ESPN or that works for, certain company, he said uh, a reliable source said that the reason why Kyrie did it was because not because um, that he was anti-vaccine is that he did it because he was trying to give the voice to the healthcare workers that were fired unjustly because they wanted, didn't, they didn't want to take the vaccine or they didn't want to follow the rules of the vaccine mandates. So that's the reason why Kyrie did it. So, with that being said, which I kind of knew it was something up with that when Kyrie initially said that he didn't want to take the vaccine, I knew it was something, something bigger than that, bigger than what everybody was saying on the surface floor. And um, for me, it's like this: for me, I'm not anti-vaccine. This is this is I'm gonna say that right now. I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm just for me, I'm a I'm a person where I'm against people that I'm against uh, the media. People like Shaq and Stephen A. Smith and, and uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, all these guys that are basically forcing people to say, oh, take the vaccine, take the vaccine, when we don't know what the side, we actually do know the side effects. Of uh, Some of the side effects are heart problems. Some of the side effects are even, uh, like I said, heart problems. Testicle swelling, which is yeah, the testicle swelling, as I said it. Testicle swelling, heart problems, and even death. It's a lot of got people that I know that not people that I know, but I didn't read stories about stories and articles about people that have t- took the vaccine, that were fully vaccinated, that didn't have any prior diseases or 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 conditions that took the vaccine. Fully were fully vaccinated and died from it. So, with that being said, I, for me, I'm, I'm again, I'm on the side of I don't want to take the vaccine. This is my opinion. I just, I have my reasonings my reason, reasoning, and that's just it. With that, I'm, and that's my personal opinion, and that's my personal decision, and that's all. That's all what it is right now with Kyrie. It's his personal decision not to take the vaccine, and that's that's all it should be. But apparently, it must be a slow new a slow news day or something, and they just want to attack Kyrie. And this is why people like Stephen A. Smith, specifically Stephen A. Smith, because Shaq really I got respect for him, all that he's do- doing for his family and the kids community and for the black community. Like I respect him. so I have a lot of love for Shaq and a lot of love for what they're doing on TNT. I love that show, uh, it, uh, NBA and on on TNT. I love that show. I have much respect for Shaq, even Chuck, even though Chuck, he does the same thing that Stephen A. Smith does, but I respect respect them on a a different level. Now, Stephen A. Smith, I don't really respect this guy because, first of all, this guy has been known to uh, go off and snap on NBA players, specifically black NBA players, and then when they see him in real life, he's kissing ass, and even with the Kevin Durant situation, when he tried to go off on Kevin Durant, Calling him soft and whatever, and then when his mama came up there, he was all trying to praise KD and said KD's the best player, all this stuff. And his mama checked his ass. So I mean, for me, it's 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 I'm, I got a side on side eye on on Stephen A. Smith, and it, uh, people like Stephen A. Smith. I'm not going to uh, single out Stephen A. Smith, but there's a lot of people that's like Stephen A. Smith that has the same views as Stephen A. Smith and saying uh, Kyrie is stupid and he's selfish. But if he's selfish, let me just bring up some 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 notes, some side notes about Kyrie Irving that shows that he's not selfish. It's 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 some things that I want you to for people that aren't listening, that people that don't know Kyrie on a day to day basis. These are some things that you need to know about Kyrie that debunks the the thought that Kyrie is selfish. Kyrie, this is what Kyrie done. He's Kyrie has bought. George Floyd's mother at house paid tuition for four HBCU students bought 200 plus kids Christmas presents provided 250 K or two, basically 250,000 Thanksgiving meals to NYC to not to NYC in NYC to people or families or whatever donated 1.5 million to WNBA players. So if he's selfish, he would have did that. So this is why people like Stephen A. Spill spread a narrative. And the thing about it is what you're doing when you say stuff like this and saying, and uh, I was watching his first take actually, and Jay Williams, by the way, a great analyst, a great person. My, I love him. He's so he's so true to, to the game. He's what we need in the game. He, people like him is what we need. Like analysts, If you're going to have an analyst, have it be like people like, Jay Williams, people that know the game, that actually played the game. Steven Smith hasn't played a lick of a of a NBA game and it has all the shit to say about NBA players. It's uh, plenty of people that he's just tried to snap on and call out. And when they see him in real life, he's kissing their ass. Like when it when it and it's for me, it's like this. If you ain't gonna say that in his face, please shut the hell up. Like it yeah, that's all oh, that's all it is with me. If you ain't gonna go on his face and say that, because most of these guys ain't, most of these guys ain't gonna come in their face. Shaq probably do it. Charles Barkley don't probably do it, but still, that's my, ain't gonna go on Kyrie Irving's face and say, "Oh yeah, I believe you're stupid and you're irresponsible in his face." And no, you gonna start kissing that and saying how good of a—he's one of the best guards, got the best handles in the league, all this stuff, screaming and yelling, all that uh, that nonsense. That he does on a day to day basis, and people, people, and a lot of times, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm a person where I give people chances. I'm a person where I just like, okay, that's just them, that's just their personality. But at the end of the day, Stephen Smith's been doing this for a while. We've been knowing what what's up with Stephen Smith. Stephen Smith being a a sellout. He's been a sellout for years, and we, I don't think, I don't think it was a surprise to me that he would say something like this about Kyrie. So and not even Kyrie, Depp, he was a safe foolish stuff in ignorant statements like this. Like, like for me, this is what I, I'm going to say about Steven. This I'm anyway like this. I'm not anti vaccine. I'm just anti people not giving people a choice. That's what I'm anti of. So that's, that's what I'm going to say about that situation. But um, we don't get to what we, uh, where we were supposed to talk about today at the beginning of the telecast. And that's the NFL week, uh, I think week six or I think it's week five or six. It might be five. I, I'm always forgetting shit. So um, let me look. It's, I think it's week five. It might be week five. Let me check real quick. Oh So it was week five. Yeah, oh, I was right. It was week five. So week six is next. So uh, for week five, the game or oh, the scores are, the Atlanta Falcons win against the Jets in London 27 and 20, then New England Patriots win against the Texans 25 to 22. We got the Detroit Lions losing by a field goal 20 I mean not 20 uh 19 to 17. Uh, we have um, the Philadelphia Eagles win against the Panthers 21 to 18. We have the Washington Football Team losing by 11. Against the New Orleans Saints, thirty-three to twenty-two, we have the Titans winning in blowout fashion, thirty-seven to nineteen against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then we also have another blowout: the Panthers, another Panthers, the Buccaneers win against the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, forty-five to seventeen. The Packers win on a field goal in what overtime. That game was so freaking stressful. But I'm going to talk about that a little later. But there, uh, the Packers won by a field goal in overtime, 25-22. to 22. The uh, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers win against the Broncos, 27-19. The Chicago Bears win against the Raiders, the, the Las Vegas Raiders, 20-9. The Browns, the Cleveland Browns, lose the game against the uh, – the Justin Herbert led uh, Los Angeles Chargers forty-seven to forty-two, and we have the Cowboys win uh, by twenty-four. I mean, they're they're playing pretty well. They uh, played the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. I think that was Monday Night Football. I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> they won forty-four to twenty. We also had the 49ers win. I mean, lose actually against the. The Cardinals seventeen to ten. Then we have the Buffalo Bills uh winning against the Chiefs thirty eight to twenty. And then we have the Colts on Monday night football. But that was the Monday night football game. They win thirty or the Ravens the Baltimore Ravens win thirty one to twenty five on Monday night football. So let's go over these games. So like I said, uh the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Packers game in Cincy in the jungle. Um it was very stressful. I mean, it was the most stressful, stressful day for me because it was. I almost had heart palpitations a little bit during the game. I mean, I was, I pulled my hair out a little bit. I can admit that I pulled out some of my hair. I mean, I don't know if I'm going through a, a like crisis or I need to uh, condition my hair. It's probably going to need to condition my hair, but I pulled out some pieces of my hair because it was very stressful. That game uh, made me almost cry, it made me laugh. It made me go through a lot of emotions that game because it was so many times where we could have lost a game. And then it was so many times where we could have won a game. It was unprecedented because Mason Crosby doesn't usually miss field goals at all, at like at all. he rarely misses field goals. This guy missed like two field goals in the last like seven years. So it's like he missed three in one game. So for me, it was just like it was so stressful. But I'm over it now. The Packers won. So that I mean, win is a win at this point. I mean, no matter if it's ugly or it's, it's it's pretty, it's a win. So at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how you win, as long as you win, that's all that really matters right now. But um, we also had, I'd the Jags were going to make it competitive. They did make it pretty competitive, but then the Titans, the Tennessee Titans kind of just washed the floor with them after a while. The Buccaneers played pretty well against the Miami Dolphins, 45 to 17. I mean, the Buccaneers are a world-all team. They're probably the Best in the uh, NFC right now, better than the Cardinals. I'm sorry, they just are a better team defensively and offensively, better than the Cardinals. But the Cardinals can make a run for it if they can play a little more consistent. Um, we all how, the Cowboys have been playing well, so I'm I'm not gonna be a hater and say oh how about them. I'm just gonna say the Cowboys are playing re- pretty well. They played against the Giants, even though that's not a really great team to say that you won against because the Giants. I've lost against pretty much everybody, so I'm not going to give them credit right now. If they beat – they got – the next schedule was – they play uh, – who do they play next? They play uh, – let me see who the Cowboys play next. The Cowboys play um, – who do they play next? They play the Patriots next. That's going to be a pretty good game. Let me see what their challenges are. They play the Broncos. That's a good game. I'm a good team. They play the Chiefs November 21st, so that's gonna be a pretty good game. So that that's probably when they're gonna finally start getting a little challenges. So once they play them don't once they get to November 31st and they beat the Chiefs. But the Chiefs and speaking about the Chiefs, the Chiefs are in trouble, man. They and I think they were in trouble last year, but people really didn't recognize it because they went to the Super Bowl. So it was just like, oh my, that like we don't really care. But the Chiefs are in trouble, man. The Chiefs, I don't I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make the Super Bowl this year. I mean, it's, it's it's a possibility that they could still make it because a lot of teams in the AFC, even though the Chiefs are are struggling, it's a lot of teams that are still like up and coming and they're not all the way old, a well all team. Um, but the Chiefs are starting to look a little suspect right now, man. They're they struggled. They didn't struggle. They, yeah, they did struggle. They struggled tremendously. Last game, I mean, I don't know, if tremendously make make sense with the word or make sense with the sentence, but they struggled bad. No, I'm just gonna say that they struggled bad with um the, the Buffalo Bills. The Buccaneers found them out in the Super Bowl, and now everybody's using that same two shell defense, that two man under defense, where you got two uh two uh two safeties back, forcing them to run the ball, which the Chiefs cannot run the ball anyways. Even when they did have Clyde Edwards H- Hilaire. They really wasn't they really wasn't running the ball like that anyway to begin with. So they're basically forcing the Chiefs to run the ball, which they know and they're knowing. The Chiefs are running the ball every so often, but they know that's not their game. They know they got to pass the ball at least once or two. they got to pass the ball. And Patrick Mahomes got to hook the pig the the pig skin about at least forty times in the game. So it's it is for me it's with the Chiefs. The Chiefs were struggling last year, but we really didn't talk about it. Or they were getting exposed last year a little bit with the Buffalo Bills last year, and then the Buccaneers played them and uh, in the Super Bowl, and they exposed them. And now, pretty much everybody kind of found them out. So, I mean, I believe I'm not. I, this is what I would say. I wouldn't be surprised if they did not make the Super Bowl this year. I wouldn't be surprised, but then I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow made it because, like I said before earlier in the podcast, uh, just a couple of minutes ago, a lot of these teams in the AFC are still not there yet. and I, I believe the Chiefs just have just a little bit more talent uh, than a lot of these other AFC teams. The Browns, For example, the Cleveland Browns, they're one of those teams that I believe that can make it out of the AFC. But Baker Mayfield has to be more consistent. They need more help in the offense. I mean, the Nick Chubb is great. Baker Mayfield sometimes is inconsistent, so that holds uh, the uh, Cleveland Browns up. Their defense is great, so just stick to what they need to do on a defense. If the defense sticks to uh, what they know and uh, plays well, they are, they'll be pretty good. So the Browns' defense is pretty good. You have the uh, L.A. Chargers, which that team is a dark horse to come out of the AFC. Watch out for the Chargers. I know it's only five games in and it's 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 we still got a whole what seven or eight games left. Well probably more than that. We have a whole like eleven games left. I think eleven or twelve games left. So I'm not gonna uh, go out on the go out on the limb and say that the Chargers are gonna win the AFC. But man, the Chargers are looking good, man. That's all I'm gonna say. And then the uh we have also in the AFC, you got the Buffalo Bills. You can't forget about them. That's the team that just beat them 38-20 to 20 on uh, Sunday night football. So the Cleveland – the 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 uh, Chiefs are starting to look suspect, man. They, they're – I don't know Chiefs fans, man. Y'all got to look in the mirror and say, y'all need to run the damn ball. That's all it is. They need to run the ball. Even if you're not a great running team, you need to find a way to run the ball at least once or twice in a game. I mean, and it's not like you have to be like a – a Cleveland Brown type running team or a Derrick Henry type running team. You don't have to be like that. Just get two or three yards. You got to be consistent. What it When you run the ball, what that does to the defense is now they can't pin their ears back and say, we're just going to go right at the quarterback. Now they have to think about, is he running the ball or is he passing the ball? A lot of these teams, a lot of these, these, uh these organizations, the reason why they don't have success is because they don't have balance and the chiefs, I just to say this, they were overrated early. The Chiefs were overrated early. They won a Super Bowl, and it was like almost like a new toy, which it really wasn't a new toy. It was just a new, uh, a toy that was mangled together, made into some other toy. It really wasn't a different toy. It was just a toy, another toy disguised as a as a new toy. It was just basically like it's like it's like for example, it's like you got a Ken doll, and then you put like uh some accessories on that Ken doll. That's basically what it is with Patrick Mahomes. Not saying Patrick Mahomes is not good, and not saying that the stuff he does is spectacular. But it's like it's not like uh, Matt Stafford and Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and and uh, 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 like Brett Farr, uh Matt Stafford and Aaron Rodgers haven't done that before. I mean, the stuff that Aaron, that he does is great, but it's not like we haven't saw that before. And like I said, it's like putting a Ken doll, putting accessories on a Ken doll. It's like you put them on there, and it's like, oh, it's this new Kendall out with these amount of accessories on there, and you got these special accessories that wasn't on there before. That's basically what Patrick Mahomes is, or even the Chiefs overall is as a whole is, because now they're uh, got injury problems. Uh, Tyrese Hill, Tyrese, uh, Tariq Hill. Not Tyrese, but Tariq Hill. He's uh, uh, it's a possibility. He might not be for might might not be healthy for Sunday's game. We also got Travis Kelsey. He's doubtful for Sunday's game. So it's a lot of uh, uh, uncertainties with the Chiefs right now. And their defense been a suspect. Ever since they got rid of uh, what's his name? Taba Holly And they got rid of uh, what's the guy's name? It's Taba Holly They got rid of him. And then they got rid of uh, the other guy, Justin Houston. When they got rid of them guys, that's when their defense went down. Their defense was actually pretty average. But Ever since they got rid of them two good dudes, I mean, they're they, the only really like outlining thing they have or good thing they have on their defense is uh, Tyron Matthew. He's the only got underlining factor that I believe that he can make a difference. But on, safeties can only do certain things, or safeties can only make so much of a difference in the game. Eventually, you're going to need a pass rush against these elite teams. You're going to eventually need a pass rush. Tyron uh, tr- uh, uh, Matthew. He's gonna. He can only do so much. He can only pick off so many passes. I mean, for you gotta sometimes have a good uh, some type of pass rush. And let's just speak about J.J. Watt the J.J. Watt situation uh, because I'm I was gonna say speaking of J.J. Watt and the Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals they're winning right now. They're undefeated, and I believe that when J.J. Watt was a free agent or when J.J. Watt was requesting to get traded from the Houston Texans. The Chiefs should have been the one that was on the line asking or negotiating the deal for for uh, J.J. Watt, but they weren't. They were uh, looking for somebody else, and they're in the situation right now because, I mean, they paid a whole lot of money from uh for Patrick Mahomes, which I'm not mad at because Patrick Mahomes is a, a transcending kind of quarterback, and you need to keep him for the near future, and that puts you in a way. Well, it, it really puts you in debt for Patrick Mahomes, but at the same time, it puts a, uh, it puts something, uh, it puts certainty in the Chiefs organization that you don't have to worry about Patrick Mahomes going anywhere. So that's that's the good thing. So for me, I just believe that with the Chiefs in that situa- whole situation, it's like uh, it's it's worrisome right now if you're a Chiefs fan. Chiefs fan, but I wouldn't worry too much because, like I said, it's only Week Five. You have a whole but 11, 12 games left, I mean, they can easily turn us around and go on a winning streak and win the Super Bowl, and we just looking at them, and then we're going to look at them stupid because they're going to be like, oh, I, I told you so, or I fooled you. You thought we were going to be terrible, but we wasn't. Or you thought that we were going to suck for a couple weeks. So not even sucking for a couple weeks. You thought we wasn't that good, but we were. And, I mean, that's my opinion on the Chiefs, but let's get back to what I was talking about about the Arizona Cardinals. They're undefeated right now. Um, as a Packers fan, I want to I want them to stay undefeated so the Green Bay Packers can beat them and so they can lose their undefeated streak. So that's what I that's me as a Packers fan, I want that to happen. But I don't think that's gonna happen. They're gonna eventually lose against somebody because even the last game, it was really close. It was they lost they won seventeen to ten against uh not really a great team like that. So they're gonna eventually lose. I just believe that. Their defense is good, but, again, consistency is key for a lot of these teams. And the Arizona Cardinals, they really haven't faced anybody with serious – that's really competitive, that that's possibly going to go to the Super Bowl. They haven't faced any team like that. They haven't faced any team like Green Bay or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Seahawks. They really haven't faced any teams like that yet, keyword yet. And if they can beat, somehow beat the Packers when they, when their uh, schedule happens or the schedule comes out, not when the schedule comes out, when the uh, time comes for them to face the Green Bay Packers and they beat the Packers and they go on this winning streak and they continue their, their winning streak, and if they somehow can go 10-0, and 0, they're, they're a threat in the NFC. They're a threat in the NFC right now just because they're really good and Colin Murray has been playing great. I would have put um, on Facebook and my Twitter and my Instagram my way-too-early MVPs right now, but I didn't. I forgot. I lost my train of thought, and I forgot. So I'm just going to tell you my uh, way-too-early MVP candidates right now. So my top five is, at number five, I have Lamar Jackson. At number four, I have Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray. At number three, I have... Josh Allen at number two. I have Aaron Rodgers and at number, no, no, I'll put Josh Allen at number two and Aaron Rodgers at number three. That's what I would say. Aaron Rodgers is at number, uh, Aaron Rodgers is at number three and Josh Allen is at number two. And at number one, this is going to be a big one. This is going to be a whammy. This is going to be very controversial. I don't really, I think it's controversial because he's pretty much number one, in every category in his position, at number one, my way too early MVP is drum roll, please. My number one way too early MVP candidate is Devontae Adams. Now, you might be saying, Devontae Adams, why? When is when was the last time a wide receiver has won MVP? Actually, the crazy thing is. The last time an MVP won the MVP was in 1941. In 1942, the MVP award was voted twice. A Don Hudson from the Green Bay Packers were, was voted twice, two years in a row for MVP. That was the last time a wide receiver won MVP. And he's second, he's the second greatest wide receiver. In NFL history, in most people' be in most people eyes, um, I got different people, but um, that's another uh, debate for another day. But that is a that that was the last time a wide receiver won MVP. So for me, I think it's about time for uh, for Devontae to win MVP. Man, he's number one in pretty much every freaking category. He's number one. In, let me tell you the stats. He's number one in. I can't do stats right now, but. He's pretty much number one in damn near every category, like receiving yards, targets. I think targets, uh, targets for a receiver. He's like number one. Yards per carry, he's number one. I think catches, he's number one. So I pretty much damn near every category as a wide receiver that you hold near and dear, he's number one in. So that's all I want to say about Devontae Adams. And this is that was the reason why I feel like Devontae Adams should deserve eight deserve. I'm sorry. I, bur- I belched a little bit. That's why I sounded like that. Excuse me. I belched again. But um Yeah, he deserves MEP uh, MVP vote. At least MVP vote, man. Like you gotta give him some credit. I'm sorry, it's time it's time out for for all given quarterbacks. I know I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna get a lot of that credit. But at the same time, if Devontae wouldn't have caught it, I mean it wouldn't have been a touchdown. So a lot of times you will, we, we give the quarterbacks credit, but I think this time you just got to get Devontae credit. Devontae is playing really great. Aaron Rodgers is playing great too, but Devontae is playing great too. I just, for me, that's what I feel, but that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but I thank you guys for listening to the whatever you want to call a podcast. Um, when you, you can go to the whatever you want to call a podcast on my, Facebook page, uh, at the, whatever you want to call it, podcast Facebook page, or you can go to my Twitter. You can, uh, like what I just talked about. Actually, I spoke about the Kyrie situation and I posted a comment regarding the Kyrie situation. Um, and you can comment on it, like it, share it, um, post about it, uh, retweet it, whatever you want to do about it, do with it. Um, it's on, it's on my Twitter at Marquise, M-A-R-K-E-S-E. 95 Sports and uh, it's also on my Instagram and my both of my Facebooks, my regular Facebook and my uh, uh and the whatever you want to call it podcast Facebook page. My Twitter is also marquis M A R K E S E 95 Sports. That's all together. Um, also, you can go to if you want to listen to the whatever you want to call a podcast, like future future episodes or past episodes or even this episode. You want to send it to a friend. Tell him or her go to the whatever you want to whatever you want to call a podcast Facebook page well not Facebook page but you can go to it on go to listen to it on Stitcher Spotify Apple Podcasts or Apple iTunes. Uh, thank you guys for again for listening to the whatever you want to call a podcast the, mer- the most controversial podcast in the nation. The most controversial podcast in the nation, most controversial than all the controversial uh, podcasts that you ever listen to. This is the most controversial podcast in the entire nation when anything is possible and ain't nothing off limits. Well, some things if you talk about my mama or my grandpa or my dad or my parents, but or whatever, you know, you know, there's certain things you don't talk about on this show. Is my mama. My my family and that's about it. That's pretty much what's often. But you know, you get the you get the gist. Uh, I'll see y'all guys next episode. Peace.